0: Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to the Performance Intelligence Podcast, bite Size edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. Do you have a good gauge on your emotions, and do you understand when you're becoming a little bit too emotional? I remember Dr. Gordon Spence from Sydney University said, we all have emotions, yet sometimes we get had by our emotions. Rugby union legend George Gregan joins me in this bite-sized episode to elaborate on his experience with training mental skills. And he provides a couple of amazing examples. In fact, when George was talking through this, I found myself running parallel ports. One was in the conversation. The other one was above going, oh, he has just nailed the mental skills. It was a masterclass in putting this into practice. George started doing mental skills training early in his career because he recognized he needed to train his brain to avoid choking or to avoid not performing at his peak in high pressure situations. George also talks about the people who've influenced him, not just mental skills coaches or sports psychologists, but coaches and other people in his transition from playing university rugby to becoming Australia's most capped ever wallaby. In elite sport, in any, leader, any elite performance, it's known you can train three things. You can train your craft. So in your case, rugby, decades and decades of experience, lots of great coaches you've mentioned. You can train your body. So you had really good strength and conditioning coaches. Uh, one of my mates is one of your coaches, Jason Weber, for a number of years, big Jace, amazing strength and conditioning coach. And the third thing you can train on top of your craft and your body is your mind. I'm really curious, what did you do? during your career both at the start during and at the end around mental skills was it natural innate or did you seek a competitive advantage in that area
1: now you had to work at it I remember one of my first test matches not senior test matches was it I think it was Aussie 21s and we just got too emotional we're playing England we're gonna get beaten by them it was the only game they won on tour, and it was a test match Aussie 21s versus England 21s and that had Lawrence Delalio. It's funny, all the players that you sort of bump into later in your life. So Lawrence had Richard Hill. I think Austin Healy was on the bench there. I think Kieran Bracken flew over for this game. They had a good team. I'm trying to think who else. Anyway. That a lot of those players went on to play, and probably a number of them played in that 2003 World Cup winning team. So it's funny how, like, 1993, you fast-forward 10 years, and then there's a lot of the similar players are playing against each other. But I remember before we went out, we sang the national anthem, which is a silly thing to do, and everyone's qu- quite emotional and almost, like, teary. I was one of those guys. then you go out, then you run out on the field, and then you, you you sing the national anthem again. So everyone's probably just emotionally just too aroused. We've, just, we've gone over the tipping point. And then... Like the English guys, just they beat us that day, beat us well. And it was like, well, what happened? Then the following week, we go over, it was kind meant to be the sort of the, the, the preliminary. The, the big one we we're really working on was the New Zealand Colts. That's so the New Zealand under 21. So that the Justin Marshalls, your Tane Randalls, etc. And we played them. And I didn't, so I started in that game. I didn't play the next week. Um, I sat on the bench and watched us just dismantle the New Zealand under 21s with a bloody good team, I think. Oh, I'm trying to think of some of the players, like Tyrone Mandruziak, the captain was Dave Kelleher. Anyway, some really good players were in that under-21s team. Uh, we had a really good team on paper, we should have beaten that England team on paper, but we didn't, cause, and that was my, my big takeaway. We went away the next week, played under-21s as, a, as before a test match at Eden Park, not an easy place to win, and we smoked their under-21s. We beat them really, really well. And there was no singing the national anthems beforehand. It was really calm. It was really focused. We went in there and everyone was really like at that. Yeah. You talk about that, that, that right arousal level, ready, ready to play and played like how we should have played the week before. And it was a real lesson because, okay, we're all a little bit too amped up the week before. So that mental piece is really important. in terms of your preparation, but just before you go on to perform, just getting yourself in that sweet spot. So you worked on that. And obviously I was at the AIS. So I was, I was able to, you had sports psychologists, you know, to talk through that. So let's go through that. And it comes back to preparation and sports psychology, a really good sports psychologist, they bring it back to basically giving you a security blanket of here's your routine understand these things about yourself and when you perform your best and then you work back and try to replicate that so I loved as part of my training routine was during the week was obviously having a flotation tank like you can't always get a flotation tank but that was a beauty being at the AS and that just was a a great area just to calm down recover but you could also do a bit of mental rehearsal but also for me it was a great way of doing your breathing which is all, all, all in it's very very in fashion now which is great. But it was about the centering technique, which is just to calm yourself down, the breathing into your diaphragm, all that kind of thing, take it easy. And then bang, I'd fall asleep. <laughs> I'd do that 10 of those breaths and I'm asleep, but it's really, really important. So I knew how to bring myself down very, very quickly. I wasn't always in a float tank, but then you talk about people like Eddie Jones and we had a guy called um, who was, did a lot of work with the Wallabies and also the Brumbies at that time. It'll come to me. Oh, and we,
0: no, uh, uh, was Ais uh, Clark Perry.
1: Yeah, Clark it was Clark. So Clark would he found out that when we went to Cape Town, there's a place. He said, "You know what, George? There's a I found out there's a flotation tank in Cape Town. It's about twenty minutes out of where we stay. On your day off, which is my routine in in the Canberra, you, you can do that. You can replicate your routine. So I when I go to Cape Town, I could actually float, which is awesome. I'd normally have my recovery day and you do that kind of stuff, but and you do it in a different way to try and replicate that. But when I had a float, like it was amazing. So Cape Town all of a sudden became this great situation whereby I could." maintain my routine but those sorts of things really helped me because it just enabled you to actually yeah you can bring yourself up but you kind of know when you've gone too far it's just like okay, bring yourself down it's the centering technique all that kind of thing focus on what you need to particularly before a performance and obviously when I was captain you actually need to be knowing what, what are the first few calls of the game what are we doing here this boom 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 you need to be you need to be on you don't need to be you don't need to be all everyone's different that was definitely the case for me But I, I needed to be locked and loaded and ready to go because you, you're in a position where you're making a lot of decisions and you've got to be really clear and focused on that. And you make adjustments along the way. It doesn't always go to plan. But the first few minutes kind of do um, in terms of it's going to be a kickoff. You're going to either kick off, you're going to be defending, you're going to be kicking off, it's going to be the first line out. What are you going to go to, et cetera, et cetera. You can be prepared that way and, and that enables you to do that.
0: So interesting mm. talking to you because a lot of footballers, young footballers that I work with, they, with respect, have no idea on this or they just haven't thought about this. And if you look at your background, playing different sports, getting different skills from Rod Marsh to Shane Lee's story, cricket, the... Endurance, very different playing a five day test match compared to an 80 minute game of a test match rugby, right? But then studying sports science, I can't help but think that was a godsend for you to learn about Yerkes Dodson inverted U hypotheses. Let's get all physiological. That's an X. Yeah, yeah. I'm an exercise physiologist of, by trade. Summation of
1: forces with biomechanics. And that was yeah. like Marky says, he looked after the uh, All Blacks and did a lot of stuff with the Brumbies. Well, you're getting. I'll put it this way: like I'm not being like a biased alumni, but University of Canberra it was an amazing experience for me, and it's an amazing university even now. Like I think it's one of the, it's one of the well-regarded and well-known universities in terms of that sports science skill acquisition, sports coaching. They still get, and I know it was what it was like for me, sort of '91 through to '94 when I was there. You'd get, you'd be getting. If you're getting, yeah, I mentioned Mark Sayers, you mentioned
0: Clark Perry is the godfather of Australian sport psychology. He was foundation at the AIS and mentored yeah, many Louise Burke.
1: Yeah, you're get, getting those people and Bond. Like, they're coming in and in that, they'll be doing the lecturing, the guest lecturing for a period of time. So are getting the best of the best acquisition. Is, look, it was quite amazing. So we are really, really lucky. So again, I was, we'll talk about that sliding door moment and just being in the right place at the right time. It's definitely the case. And so everything I was learning, I was actually... Living because I was, you know, at the IIS, but I was also breaking into the, uh, the the senior ACT team at that stage with the Kookaburras. You're playing under twenty ones, and you're doing a lot of training. You're doing a lot of training, <laughs> a lot of driving around in the Kings with it, but lots of training. And um, so recovery and everything that you're learning about was, was really, was a really interesting time. I remember doing that at the same time as Rod Kafer. So Kafer was doing sports coaching. So we we're really into it. And um, no, it, was, it, was a, it was a special time because you're learning from the best. Again, you, and you're open and you're you taking that all in, but you're also applying what you're learning, which I think was really nice.
0: So if a young male or female athlete tracked down George Gregan today and said, George, give us your guidance, big fella. What, what should I learn in relation to mental skills to help me to be the best? What would you say?
1: Yeah, I'd say develop a, develop a routine based on when you have done things well. And like like I think that's really, really important. That was, I was like speaking to, it was your clerks. So I think it was um, Noddy's old man, Dr. liner, And it was, it was that. He said, L- let's come back to that. Think about this. Think about that. Okay, the food you ate. And then you're obviously going to get that tailored because you're at the AS about like what what are the benefits of this type of food, what's that going to do for you? Thinking rest, okay, sleeping, etc., training, recovery, okay, when you've performed, was it the music you were listening to, was it the the food that you ate, was it the company? Did you like to did you like to eat with a group? Would you like to prov- provide a bit of quiet time to yourself. Okay, let's work back to that. And everyone's got to, like I think. Every everyone's got an example of when they've they've had a really good performance. What was it? And then no one actually probably spends time, and I know I didn't at that time. No one really spends time thinking. Well, why did I? What what maybe play well that day, or what what led to that good performance, or plural performances, what led to that good run of good performances? And you go, okay. Well, let's try and as much as we can implement some of those things which make you feel good, because I think ultimately. And I've had, like as you said, I've had a lot of good ESC coaches and good coaches. I remember Ian King who did a lot of great work with a number of athletes, Canadian ski team, AAS rugby, the Queensland Reds, when they had their running time. He says, well, probably 90% of the mental work's done if you're physically in just great condition. And that's not just physically like like in terms of musculation but also you, you, you're stretched out you're neurally feeling really really good and you just say oh, i just want to go out and play now like we've been talking like if you if you're in that state <laughs> you, there's you there's a few little tweaks you can be doing in terms of what i, I need to what i need to be eating my hydration etc but I, i'm actually feeling so good for this competition i, I want to play how do you get there like that's 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 the piece. Like, how do you get there? And that's that's um, that's a combination of definitely mental skills, but it's also that conditioning of a really good S and C and working in with your coaches. But that's what you want to try and get to. And so that'd be kind it's of my it? advice. It's and and then the buzzword confidence comes out. You're gonna be confident. It's as a guarantee your success in your competition. No, it doesn't. Does it give you a really strong chance of performing at your best in this competition? It certainly does. And you'll live with the consequences of how you perform and how do your skills hold up how did you deal with situations, et cetera, but that's, that's sport. It's, it's not, it's not, um, it's never perfect, but one thing you can control is how you, how you feel and how you go into that competition and give yourself the best chance.
0: Hi again, it's Andrew and I hope you really enjoyed that episode. We would appreciate if you helped to amplify the Performance Intelligence Podcast by sharing episodes with your friends and with your colleagues by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help get the message out to a wider audience, and I love reading the comments as well. If you'd like to know more about booking me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite, or purchasing one of the books I've written, including Matchfit, Or if you'd just like to receive my monthly e-newsletter, which is called the AM edition, that has stacks of information specific to all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com. And we'll see you on the next edition of Performance Intelligence.